This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is episode 20 of a podcast of four teary grown men. Neil, Cozzy, Danny and I will start our grieving process this is Andy Takes That Chance Group Therapy. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that chance! All good things must come to an end however describing David Wagner's tenure as good would be to undervalue an unlikely but magical ride full of emotion positivity and one that even the most morose of fan would have vastly enjoyed this this was a man who transcended the role of manager whose string of catchphrases positive talking great football and hard work not only re-energized and brought together what can often be a fractious supporter base but inspired and created new supporters who fell in love with the club and the message that he delivered. We believed and he achieved. A man who entrenched himself in the community that loved him, understood it, valued it, and built an identity and image off of the back of it. A man whose positive enthusiasm would leave everybody itching for more as we all hung off of every word in every interview. A man who made all of our wildest footballing dreams come true by delivering not one, but two footballing miracles. A man who, in our opinion, goes down as the greatest manager in 111 years of Huddersfield Town history. And every single one of you should never forget it doesn't count how big you are. It doesn't count how experienced you are. It doesn't count how nice you are. If you have passion, desire, you have no limits. No limits. I'll roll back to the 5th of November 2015. Neil, Chris Powell had just left the club. Thank God. Supporters were leaving in droves. We'd just been beaten by our local rivals under Mike Lillis in front of only 17,000 fans, around 13,000 home fans. Just talk us through your immediate thoughts when this unknown German from Borussia Dortmund, Svai, 
was appointed. This isn't with hindsight, but I was absolutely delighted. Never heard of him, but that was what delighted me. The fact that we're going to go down a completely different path away from your run-of-the-mill, everyday journeyman, hundred club managers. It just it was just a the start of a an exciting new era, hopefully. And obviously what came to pass was just that. And we all went to the Sheffield Wednesday game, David Wagner's first game. So initially he came in, there was an international break. They all went off to I think it was Marbella, didn't they? And there was a little this is at the point when Dave Threlfall Sykes and the um media team started to up their game as well. Um, not only did David Wagner come in and immediately lift the players, the fans, cause that sudden peak of interest, the media, um, our international profile. Uh, the media team also up theirs and there were videos, little videos of him shouting at Joe Lolly while they're in Marbella, you know, come on Joe, work harder, work harder. And Cosy, we all went to Sheffield Wednesday and we saw something completely different in terms of how the team played and set up and a whole new fresh outlook on how to play football. We did. We walked out of there defeated, but I walked out of there thinking, wow, this could be the start. I mean, if you think of the, some of the tools he had, no disrespect, Ishmael Miller, we were really struggling, <laughs> you know, with you putting the sides together. I mean, you mentioned that Sheffield Wednesday game, but I think, I don't know if you were there, Neil, but I've just got the photo up here to remind me. 23rd of November 2015, David Wagner and Dean Hall came to Millbridge Working Men's Club. They did. Over and it was yeah, absolutely packed out. I've never seen anything like it. People sat, you know, kind of couldn't even get in. And he was incredible. Like, the guy just sold us a vision. I mean, I remember someone kind of mocking Ishmael Miller and, and even shouted the guy down, did, did Wagner, saying, give this guy a chance. He's part of us. He's part of our spirit. And I remember coming out of that meeting, Neil, so energised and thinking, this could be, obviously, never believe where we'd end up, but this could be something totally different. And put me down if I'm wrong, but the Middlesbrough game, I don't know if it was after the Sheffield Winter game or even just a couple of nights before the the Wagner, you know, interview at the uh, Mill Bridge, but the Middlesbrough game, when I first walked out of there thinking, wow, we had a, what did, what position did we add? I know it doesn't count for everything as we know, but well, it's seventy four percent possession. It were ridiculous. It they, 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 they were going up, smashing everyone and up. We in absolutely that murdered them and lost two 0 Yeah, we two. But again, you thought, wow, this guy is doing something with you know players that really weren't good enough for. for well, it's been it's been Davidson straight yeah. off at Sheffield Wednesday. Played Kyle Dempsey at left back. Yeah, of course. I, I remember that from and looking and thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is different for a start and. But I mean that Millbridge one. We've had you know Q and A's before with a lot of you know kind of different managers. But that I walked out of there. I remember walking back up up the road, thinking, "Wow, this just feels different. This man feels like we've never had for a long time. Maybe since Peter Jackson, probably a leader." The thing that got me about that night were that when he were talking, if you're in a meeting like that and there's a manager talking about everyone else, and it's that busy, there's little pockets of people having a nap between himself and whatever. Not that night. When he spoke, Benny Mines when he'd been here a couple of weeks, he spoke, everybody were glued to him. Everybody took in every word that he said. It was just so it was it was believable straight his, away. His personality as well, Neil, yeah. just kinda of shone through. He just charmed. I mean, let in a heck one like you know everyone kind of like there, the spades are spade and Huddersfield have been having so many poor seasons. That part of me wonders 
wow, what kind of questions he's going to get. But, yeah. you know, he tackled everyone. Big smile on his face and fit pictures with everyone. And I just thought, oh, I wonder if it could be the dawn of, you know, of better days for sure. So I, I remember Sheffield Wednesday away and my first memory was getting a goal kick quite early on and, and looking at my mate and going, look at where the fullbacks are, look at where they are. And I just remember, I think it was Dempsey and was it Smith on the other one? Yeah. And they were pushed right up past the halfway line and I had not seen a, a fullback past the halfway line since since Lee Clark probably. And it was incredibly, you know, Jonathan Hogg dropping in and, and half-backing between the two centre-backs. It was, it was amazing. It was like, proper football had finally come to Huddersfield and the Middlesbrough game as well Danny where we've taken them apart we'd lost 2-0 but we could see a direction we could see where things were leading yeah I'd only heard of him from just just before he was appointed he was linked with a Liverpool assistant job because of the Klopp connection but I remember thinking this is great it's something new we needed something different I think Dean Hoyle at that stage looked to be a little bit sort of where do I go from here? How do I progress them? And um, fair play to uh, Stuart Webber. He's, he's brought to Wagner in. And what I, what I worried about, though, was how, how does somebody like that come in and work with, with these players who've been so poor under Powell? How does he get the best out of them? He's going to surely need to bring in his own men, which obviously he did in the end. But yeah, that Middlesbrough game, it was just a completely different style. It was unbelievable. So from Middlesbrough, we moved on to Birmingham City where David Wagner masterminded, if you like, his first victory for the club. Uh, the first goal in that game, the first minute, a move because he's starting from goalkeeper to Joe Lolly in the first minute. Football that we'd not seen for a long time. Yeah, that and that was a difference for me. I remember a decent away following going there. I mean, Birmingham's not always a you know great away day, to be honest, but there were, people were intrigued. They were seeing stuff different that we've not seen before possession more than the opposition nice football and and now I, I I remember just thinking this is with players that he's not brought in so you're thinking you know get through to January you could see what he was trying to do you could see his ideas for then and obviously you want to see some results and results were up and down to be honest with you that game against Birmingham was obviously a great away win I think when we lost then the week after it was against Bristol then we beat Rotherham but we lost to Brentford so but I think everybody was buying into what you know David Wagner was was bringing, and with intrigue, intriguements, what we can do kind of moving forward in in, in January as well. And you know, like you said, Carl Dempsey playing left back against Sheffield Wednesday. What could we do with a you know kind of a decent left back as well? So it was just good to be excited again about Huddersfield Town because that had long gone under the previous regime. So yeah, the away followings were building up, and there was a lot of interest, and the crowds were going up, and yeah, exciting times even at that early stage with inconsistent results. One way to endear yourself to Huddersfield Town fans is is to win a local derby. It's something Chris Powell never achieved in his tenure. But going to Elland Road after four successive defeats to them and spanking them 4-1 was a great way to get people on board, Danny. Yeah, it was a good game, that one. I remember... We'd had the, uh, I think we missed a penalty, haven't we, earlier? Naki Wells, yeah, he? he had the chance against him, yeah. They scored and you're sort of thinking, oh, here we go again, despite like the uh, the promising signs that we're going to struggle. But yeah, that, that 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 really endeared him, especially his celebrations afterwards. That's when you thought, he gets this, he gets what we're about. I mean, if you go in there and upset Leeds fans, that's fantastic. I can take that. Um, but yeah, like you say, 
it wasn't just that Leeds game, there were all the, all the Yorkshire games that um, we'd had under Chris Powell. And I know he'd done the whole wearing the flat captain and so on, but I don't think we, we never really felt that, that sort of connection to Chris Powell. I didn't have a problem with him as a person. He was like a genuinely nice person, but in terms of a football manager, I never felt that connection with him. Didn't want to teams. be here, did he, really? No, it, it was sort of that, sort of, yeah, he got that impression that he was. He'd made such an effort to say, look, I've, I'm from London, but here I am wearing a flat cap and so on. And you just thought, I no. thought he tried too hard to yeah, be like. It, it was forced. Yeah, yeah. Some of that was it forced, was, yeah. I felt. Nice bloke, but yeah, you know, yeah, crap football manager for us. Absolutely. I think I remember that as well. Mike, I went. We played Hull City a few weeks after their promotion season. I went with my friend who I kind of work with, and he said, "Wow," because he, he's a big German football fan. So he was kind of what's this fuss about? And I think that was Radio Van der Parra's first game, if I remember rightly, and that as well. And he, I remember that game Van der Parra. Would, wow, we looked like we had something there. You know, direct, fast, exciting winger. I think got subbed off before the end and we drew 2-2 two, two. we thought we should have beaten them I think we were beating them and they scored a late late equaliser but again you could see the foundations there of something different something exciting and, and we'd given the team that got promoted it's such a, a good game and that as well but it was so exciting uh, to watch Huddersfield Town again and then we moved on to the summer his first real proper tilt we'd had little to what we knew we had players from Germany from from mostly Europe coming over to watch us at Christmas and January February none the wiser that future cult heroes legends Michael Heffler Chris Schindler Chris Lerver were coming over they'd, they'd agreed to join Ivan Parovic Ivan Parovic <laughs> <laughs> um, big he, Ivan big Ivan Ivan the terrible and he <laughs> You've thrown me now, Danny, with Ivan Parovic, but we'll, <coughs> we'll move on nicely. Everyone makes mistakes. And this really seemed to be a bit of an awakening for the club. You know, we, we go back to the Michael Heffler video, Neil, of, of him in his dressing gown in the Brilliant. summer. So that you could see that the club was fun again. The club had been boring for years. It had been desperate to get out of League One, and then it had become boring. And then all of a sudden, there's fun. And Danny, you in particular interacted with that video and did the giraffes on and and Dave Threlfall Sykes has done a response and it was it was brilliant. It was, it was great to see. Yeah, that, that was a that was a good time really because previously they'd have just shied away from that and they wouldn't have mentioned it, but they they, they embraced it. I mean that wasn't uh, Michael Hafler in the first place walking past it was some Are you sure? Yeah <laughs> well that's what DTS said, so I'll take his word for it. But we thought that's just some some uh, one of the uh, hotel guests, and it was a female, as it happens, yeah, walking yeah. past. It's an Australian and, uh, woman or something, yeah. wasn't it? But we still ran with it, and they were happy to do it. And you, yeah, when you've got Michael Hafler there, willing to get involved as well, you just thought, again, they, they get it and they're on board with this. So yeah, that that was fun. That I think another thing that you've got to remember as well, and we had such lift off in the first game against Brentford, was the advent of the fans behind the goal. Obviously, now kind of become the cash at law. To me, that was a massive moment because. We had, you know, for Dean all to kind of, you know, jump through hoops and, you know, the safe study and what have you. We've, we've seen so much issues, you know, trying to get the fans. They've done the hard yards for me behind the other goal in some horrendous conditions. But David Wagner was so supportive of that. It, and that one Dean Oil, he was basically trying to do stuff that Wagner wanted doing, wasn't he? He was yeah. backing him with literally everything. And that, that was a difficult start, that. Brentford had tonked us the previous uh, game, mm. last game of the season. Paul we had Lloyd. Newcastle and Villa just come down and you start looking at that thinking, well, do we get past these three fixtures and then start? That's like a 
a famous thing yeah. from this season, but five wins from the first six and yeah. a draw at Villa well, I remember looking when fixtures came out and his first three away games were Newcastle Villa and Leeds and he's thinking don't get much tougher than that No. and we come out with seven points and to be honest for me the, the one that stands out obviously Jack Payne late winner at Newcastle brilliant but the one for me that sort of should have given us a big indication of how the season were going to go were Effler at Villa yeah, that was he's, great. He's that come game. on up front with ten minutes left. Keepers come out, clatter ball up his backside, and all of a sudden it's in back it now. And I, I remember that night there, and we, me and Cosy we were sat virtually right next to Villa fans, weren't we? Yeah, they were incredible. That. And yeah. the, the noise that night in for yeah. town fans, and it was just, it just felt everything about it felt different. The players' reaction to well, fans—that's when Smith, I first yeah. really noticed that the the players were getting as near fans as they could and celebrating and it it's it stemmed from there and it's it's all down to him, isn't it? It's all down to Wagner. What we had then that we don't appear to have now is plenty of options from the bench in those yeah. first few games. Like Payton yeah. was a substitute, yeah. Effler and Nakiwells in that Villa game yeah. came on and we were just going at teams. Well, yeah. Villa had bossed us that first half. First half, the, uh, uh, yeah. When we made those changes, they looked. I mean, you could see that goal coming, not necessarily off his yeah. backside like that, mm. but we we had him worried. Well, I remember Naki point. Wells came on, and Naki Wells was Bust. brilliant yeah. that night when he came on. Yeah. It was and, just uh, the energy of the, of the team, Neil. It just there were guys just running the, the FLA thing you mentioned. Then the full packs were bombing forward. It just it would. I know they, a lot were made of the Klopp connection, heavy metal football, etc. But it was. Exactly what it said yeah. on the tin. It couldn't have been any different from watching Powell's team, could it? We beat Barnsley, didn't we? I think in the last minute, we were getting so many late goals and, and things. That that kind of stuff yeah. builds belief. But that didn't happen by fluke. I remember yeah. a lot of fans kind of say, oh, you're lucky getting these late goals. No. You don't get no. lucky it, when you it, get it, that many of them. It garnered that team spirit with the pre-season. Going doing all the, obviously it's well spoken about, the the Sweden camping trip, etc. But it... it, it it helped to breed that confidence and that mm. team unity. And you could see it. Every game you could see it. And he, they, they were fighting for each other. And late goals, man, you weren't lucky when they won all those leagues with late goals. It's not lucky, it's mental it's strength. It's mental strength and sound. Just never, ever that season give in at all. No. And late goals were a reward, not not luck. Stadium erupts. I mean, Wolves, Van Mapara in front oh, of their own Brilliant. Fans. Mate, they, honestly, I could, you could just reel. Because... Even when you say it, you, you can kind of flash back to how, how exciting it was. Everything yeah. that it's not now. And it it was, I mean, Adam Moy, Ellen Road, yeah. the firebombs going off in, in just, the Just being incredible moments. Watching yeah. town and we, we were so having much witnessed some of from before, just seeing something. And you could tell within 20 minutes at first match that Adam Moy were the best player we've yeah. had. Tell that, that old and friendly. You could, yeah. We said, like everything you were doing, his touch, his passing were just yeah. effortless. It were a friendly yeah. match against Oldham, yeah. and we said, that's our player at season there. Yeah. Because what they were doing, it, it didn't matter who he was playing against, it was Oldham. It was things, it was controlling the ball out of the air, just passing it and easy. perfectly weighted, with ease. Without, yeah, yeah, it just looked effortless. Yeah. And you just thought, yeah, this is this is quality. That we're I just remember going to Red, who was sent off? Were it? Well, Van Lepada. Van Lepada. But we absolutely we should have we should have got definitely something out of well, the game. We, we were on Millbridge yeah. that day. Me and Danny yeah. came on Millbridge and you came out of that and you'd yeah. gutted because you'd lost. Because yeah. it was blatant yeah. robbery. But, but it, you could just yeah. see that it were you, you weren't going away from there thinking, oh, is this start at downfall? Mm. No. 
it's just not. But when he, you first started to believe it, and I, I remember the song, 1st of October 2016, I remember filming a girl, whether that should be done or not, I don't know, hey, Ipswich, Schindler scores, and I remember the chant, and it got louder and louder, we're on our way, we're on our way. Yeah. I remember getting a train home, we're on our way. We were all out of drink, did we really yeah. believe it? But we were on this site at the start of something. For me, that was the, the belief in that way. song just grew and it grew, did. though, didn't it? So I remember so many tweets, top of the league Saturdays, and people were just yeah. loving being part of Odyssey Town. This guy had changed so much. So with <clears throat> with the good run comes the first slump under David Wagner. So from the 16th of October to the 28th of November, we lost five out of seven. All over social media, there's fans of other clubs posting wheels pictures are coming of off, etc. Yeah. Formula One cars with the wheels coming off. And I think the standout one in that spell when we, we lost against Wigan on TV, didn't we? Yeah. Stankovic played and uh, what's Yannick his name? Wiltshot, wasn't it? Wiltshot, yeah, he, he ruined him twice. Mm. We did have a stunner though against Derby when Wagner famously ran down. You know, in the last minute. Yeah. I remember McLaren were kind of had his nose knocked out of Johnny, but that, that was another thing about him. He didn't care. He were on that pitch side. I remember there been a lot of controversy over it. The media, you know, should he be doing this? Should he be doing that? But what I liked about this guy, he didn't care. No, he didn't. did not. I t- care. I'll tell you what, though, Cosy. When David Wagner does it for Huddersfield, people complain. But when Jurgen Klopp does it for Liverpool, people love it. It's just yeah. we're not going to turn this into a big six bias thing again. But I'll give you a better example. It's I mean, it's obviously it's this lot down road again, but. They were all crying over Wagner doing that against Leeds and when he did it against Derby and it's disgraceful and disrespectful, whatever else. They were all getting really, really giddy about Bielsa doing it in a training session when Bamford scored. Quite hypocrites. You'll never find a more hypocritical fan base. I've got to be honest, that Wigan game on that Monday night, I I was a bit concerned there that, I know you were saying the wheels come up, but the way the goals were appalling, weren't they? That Wiltshut made us look, you know, it looked like Ibrimovic that night. And I walked out of there thinking... <clears throat> maybe it's just maybe we have peaked maybe it's going to bottom out just to mid-table but I was enjoying the football yeah. it, just, it just proved that night that Stankovic weren't ready yeah. that, that's all that came out of that really he's, he likes to say he's only turned 23 the other day and yeah. he's had a serious knee injury and yeah. so maybe next year we could but see a bit um, more from him but that, that little this would have a bad result but you want in any doubt that week after we bounce back because we just did and bounce back we did after after that, we only lost one of the next 15, and 11 of those were wins. The standout for me was and including the Norwich away at Christmas. Yeah. That was a fantastic one. I think the Burton game a few nights before where we we didn't play well at all, but we'd won and we had an habit of yeah. grinding the stuff out with something we just can't do now. What was amazing, stuff. though, about that Burton one, because it was I got there five minutes before kickoff and I couldn't get in the stand and that's it was incredible packed. that tennis it yeah. was packed absolutely it heaving it safe but that's I only, story I, exactly I only got <laughs> in because people came out to get beer you know get yeah. get some beers after 25-30 minutes yeah we were lucky we were sat on that little section at side mm. yeah Stuart stewards were sending us from one place to the next down to the next gang yeah, just saying, oh, it's full you can't come in but it's like how I, st- manage that? It's I like still think that's probably the greatest sponsor I've ever seen, though, with, when you look across at the Burton home end and it's Don's caravans over at the other end. I thought <laughs> Everything he did turn to call. Remember, remember the Rochdale Cup game in January? Yeah, Effley. Yeah, Effley Well, that was Colin Quarner's first game, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. First game, first goal. <laughs> and brought F on up front at half time. Yeah. I mean, I know they said he was. He actually got, got in team at week as a striker. He got a FIFA card, didn't he? Brilliant. All the town fans down that side who were doing his claw thing. I just thought, this is because that. Before two massive games, it's probably going to come on in a minute. Brighton and Leeds at home, which really, 
I know, I'm nicking your, your job, but that had me dreaming of top two, that. Yeah. So I've, I've labelled it the magic 12 days. So within 12 days, 2nd of February, Huddersfield 3, Brighton 1. 5th of February, Huddersfield 2, Leeds 1. Only a couple of days after going full throttle against Brighton, we, we did the same against Leeds. And I remember afterwards, social media was swathing with... Leeds fans asking for Huddersfield players to be drug tested. Serious as well. Yeah, asking for them to be drug tested because there's no way a team can do that. Do 90, two, two sets of 90 minutes like that. And after that, February 11th of February, QPR 1, Huddersfield 2. Good performance again. And then the game which made me believe... That was Naki Wells again, wasn't it? It like was. How many games? Me, one of the most pessimistic fans who... I've only ever really known disappointment as a fan, apart from the Warnock and Jacko years. After that, after this game against Rotherham, one of my favourite games of the season, that's when I thought, do you know what? We're in the top six here. This yeah. is this is happening. Something's happening. I actually missed all three of those games because I'd just had an operation. So I watched the Brighton game in hospital in Bradford, and uh, I'd, I'd worn the three chaps I was sharing a room with. I got it on a. I'd managed to get Sky Go laptop and whatever else, and so I'm watching it. I always sit first goal goes in, so I've working up. I was woke up, walked up, someone else stopping me. Then they equalise. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So you think here we go? We've let them back in, but we just, we murdered them. We I'm sat there. I were drooling. It would it was yeah, just ridiculous. We were sensational. Sensational. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm thinking, so does Field Town this? this this don't happen to us, you know. And then, and then to go and do it again, what three or four days after? The Leeds game, biggest game have, at season. We could have battered them as well. Yeah, yeah. On possession, the Leeds game were incredible. I were away, and everyone would be shocked to know in Spain that day. I'll never forget. It was a twelve o'clock kickoff, and it was quarter to two, and people I weren't watching it, and they were texting saying, you know, we're playing well, blah blah blah, and you always believed. And then I got a text. It said, Everly is. It were like. Hang on a minute, game had probably finished that time. Effel is scored and Wagner is fighting with Monk. And I just thought, hang on a minute, someone's winding me up here. This isn't happening. This does oh, real life. And I looked on Twitter and the hatred from the Leeds. Yeah. I thought, we've won it, haven't we? Yeah. And it, what a moment that was. Incredible. Some of the best two minutes you'll ever, oh. ever see. Drama. Heffley onside, played on by that big lug that they all love. Yeah. And then a cult hero doing what a proper cult hero does. And then Gary then, Monk, then Gary Monk in having a, a Monk game. on. That, yeah. that interview was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he coined the yeah. entire catchphrase for the, for the season in one yeah. mistake in an interview. Yeah. The Rotherham game, though, Valentine's night, wasn't it? And I remember, again, we didn't play right well. We, we seemed to be that knack. We did play well. I, I remember them getting in front. We were almost we, like we, we, we were two one down before. later on. Yeah. Then Kachunga's yeah. Nick won at near post, Danny Edder. The scenes of Smith and the celebration for me oh. were brilliant because Wagner obviously had to watch his step and Smith, I'm thinking, he's going wheeling back towards Wagner. I'm thinking, Tommy, what are you doing? And then he's in full turn, is not he? The away and going, Ben, absolutely nuts. And it I, was vintage. Yeah. And honestly, we walked out of there. I think we still were quite, well, about five points behind the top two, but we believed then that it could happen. Well, I, I, I couldn't go to that because I was on pot on my leg and stuff. And uh, yeah. I had a friend in that end Aaron and oh, uh, he was live streaming game so I could I was watching it as it were happening and that went in and it was just I'm I'm 
all of it placing out on one leg, <laughs> and then he put four back on as stand just all of it place. Bah, it's just unbelievable. Believe. I mean, he changed the team for Man City, who were all conquering again, and oh my god, nil nil, incredible. And to be fair, unlucky to have one disallowed, yeah, we should have beat yeah. them. Billing, yeah, yeah. billing that it disallowed. So we were technically uh, people always go on about this minus two goal difference and everything, which is such a stupid stick to beat us with because we finished fifth, not sixth. We've had enough points. And we were genuinely the last team to push the top two. Newcastle we were the were, only team to push top Newcastle two. Newcastle were in, panicking. In they ended up winning the league quite fairly well, but Newcastle were panicking yeah. come April. Yeah. And when Colin Kwana scored against Derby, they were absolutely fretting. Yeah, yeah meltdown. But what did you think against Bristol, guys? Sorry, I'd take it down a notch. I remember tuning into that thinking, we see off this great knacker getting beat, and you think maybe the wheels are coming off. Newcastle were another one at home where we were dreadful there, wasn't it? Was it yeah. fully and was it? It was just a shambles that? all night, yeah. that, to be fair. Some of that but refereeing that, in that yeah, game But the Bristol City one, I was just, Tammy Abraham destroyed us, and I just yeah. thought, but we just seemed to come back from that. How did he get? How could he pick him up, Neil, like that when we, it, we were so bad? Do you know what? They just believed, didn't they? The Fulham game, another Completely. one. Completely. I remember thinking, after that Bristol game, Jonathan Hogg. Yeah, I thought if we'd have off at season, and I thought that's going to be. And he season. made an amazing recovery, did Jonathan Hogg. It's almost like Wagner's got Mr. Play? Mayaga did, healing did he hands. A week after. It was about seven to ten days. Yeah. Yeah. He might have missed one. And Coziel fact check fact check that he's got the fixtures up. But to, co- to come back after thinking you broke your neck was amazing. <laughs> It just, just just think about what you've said then. It, they, they generally <laughs> thought he'd broken, he'd done something Crazy. with a vertebrae yeah. in his neck, and he was on the training pitch a few days later. Which yeah. was that that summed up the way things were going for us. It was just amazing, and what rejuvenated the fan base a little bit in that game was a certain Blake the Snake Welton. Yeah, he absolutely did his uh, assassination of Mark Hudson, which yeah. gave us all a uh, a somebody to. Focus on rather than worrying about yeah. the results. Oh, so. Unwittingly, it took it away from the 4 0 defeat, didn't it? So he probably did us a favour yeah. without realising that. And he was a proper weapon, that lad. I think, again, I'm sorry to bring it down another peg, but Fulham at home, that we thought we could be meeting them in the playoffs. We walked out of there, I am thinking we've got to avoid these at all costs. Yeah. And then maybe we, we did get kind of lucky, but Mr. S. Malone, obviously, so wonderful. Real winners, innit? Yeah, him and Johansson, awesome. Yeah. So he can throw a yeah. away into that as well. It yeah. just maybe looked like I don't say we're runners race because we're not, but I don't know. I will come out of that ground thinking that I'm worried here. They they had number on us. I think same way as we had number on Brighton. Mm. That, that their style against ours just seemed to do do for us. They yeah. pressed high, didn't they? And yeah. we couldn't cope yeah. with it. Yeah. If, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm with you because I think if we'd have got them in the playoffs, I don't think we'd have been going up. I think it was just mm. a style, like you say, Daniel style thing that. They had our number. Yeah, and Reading bored them to death, didn't they? And yeah, then he got they did. Birmingham away where he got absolutely... This is what I love about Wagner. He didn't care. He made all them changes. He got absolutely destroyed in the media, didn't he? Because Surely it's his right, though. But he just said that, they're still first-team players. I've got a squad yeah. of players. It's not like when Pick we got relegated in 2001, Portsmouth played a youth team pretty much against Barnsley. Yeah. I think it was Portsmouth-Barnsley, wasn't it? And yeah. Stockport as well dropped a load of players. Bigger picture. Against yeah. Palace. Yeah, yeah. and... To be fair, we've taken that. La- we we went to Wolves and won, did the job, and we took a month off because we we've got an eleven million pound <coughs> wage bill, the smallest. Yeah. It's like the twentieth largest in the league. You know, we we're down with Rotherham. After Wolves game, we completely packed it in 
in preparation for playoffs. Absolutely. And we needed those squad players playing because what happens if, say, your goalkeeper gets sent off in the last game of the season? Yeah. And the reserve yeah. keeper has to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. We need, we need exactly. And what you've got to say as well is we've got the smallest squad, and unlike Brighton and the others who who pretty much threw FA Cup games, we took the FA Cup, we, we may have made changes, but we took the FA Cup seriously and got yeah. to. The fifth round and that and Harry Bunn putting us. Well, when when they were all slating us for the team we picked at Birmingham, it was virtually identical to the team that drew nil nil with Man City, who were worth about three hundred million that day. They team they put out, and we lost to ten men that probably made it a bit worse. So, yeah, and Blackburn fans still chelp about that to this day. But and goalkeeper probably done my favour. Shouldn't have been playing apparently. Also saved a penalty. Yeah, so Blackburn should have kept out of that free kick in the last minute against us if they wanted more points when they <laughs> yeah. were beating us. Blackburn yeah. stole two points from us that season. Oh, we had a yeah, combination of around that, 60 that away, to 70 that away shots. performance was ridiculous. But I think that Cardiff, that last game of the season, obviously Danny Ward walked and I'm just looking at the team here because part of me thinks that was a scratch team but it wasn't. And that, you know, Ward, Smith, Effala, Schindler, Lever, Ogmoy, Scano, Brown, Van La Parra, as Quan, I suppose, leading the line but... It would have a team I thought with an eye on the week after against Sheffield Wednesday, so I expected a bit more. And, they and did, but they never, pre- never at any point pressed or never, never overexerted. Yeah, yeah that, nah. they, they played it, that 50-60%. It, it, it was a training session. Mm. It would, it, that's all it looked like to me. It looked like we'd turn up for a training session. And, and maybe people will say that's bringing the game into disrepute, but when you're squad so small compared to everyone else's, you've got to do what Thing you've got is, to do, and it's smart management. The, the end goal at that point would got so near the end goal is trying to get promoted is it, I mean, and like, you've got to do that the best way you can with the tools that you've got available it, if, if somebody's 3-0 up with 10 minutes to go and they take off the star striker and put a reserve striker on <clears throat> that's like sensible thing to do isn't it yeah you don't get any stick for that no. that's like the sense so we've just done it over 90 minutes that are meaningless to us absolutely so, come on Matt drum roll everyone wants to get to this playoff semi-final they do it's like the first leg where Sheffield Wednesday pretty much refused to cross the halfway line yep. was a m- bit of a non-event. And then... Well, Ka- Carvel even came out and said he came for a nil-nil. They, they thought it was job done, didn't they? Yeah. they did, yeah. After they the thought game, it was job I remember done. Carvel storming onto the pitch, giving it big time. Uh, they thought I, they'd won it. Yeah, and I, a lot of time fans were down there, but I kind of thought, I kind of looking forward to this, being the underdog. The one thing as well that kind of stood out for me there were loads of people didn't turn up. There were a pathetic crowd. So had people lost their yeah. faith or whatever, I don't know. It are almost like, had we given up on the season? Which but, is completely yeah. ridiculous considering the season we're just had. Yeah. and, and that, <clears throat> But those who bought a ticket for Hillsborough are even, you know, so special. I think all four of us were there, weren't we? Yeah, special. It, wow. It was great to see people like, it, it just felt, something felt strange. There was, I looked to my right and there's, Andy Booth and Tom Cowan and someone who looked like the spitting image of Tom Clark. I'm not sure if it was, yeah. but it was a spitting image of it. And it just... And Probably what? There's like your 94, 95 heroes there that night at Brentford, you know, that penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah. And you've got... And you look I'm across. Well. You look across and then <clears throat> the performance that we put in that day. Again, Sheffield Wednesday barely crossed the halfway line in that first half. No interest. Izzy Brown misses a bit of a sitter, doesn't he? Yeah. A good save, I think, from Westwood. And then, Cosy, your favourite, the concert starts, the 15-year-olds get the mobile phone lights oh, out, Coldplay come out, the Coldplay cauldron, Darren Fletcher, not Darren Fletcher, um, the other Fletcher, Steve. Steve Fletcher scores, good header, 
Out jumped Schindler at the far post. Good header. It won't Steve Fletcher, wasn't it? That's Stephen Fletcher. Fletcher. Oh, Stephen Fletcher, yeah. yeah. Stephen but he won an absolute belting header. I mean, did he header. climb above Lerman? I think he did, and yeah. he went bang. And, and that, uh, I just thought... I thought we were yeah, done. I thought well, we that, were done. I'll be fair, we that, that noise when that went in... Yeah. I'd never heard him until oh, that point. He took no. his shirt off, didn't he? swinging it around his head. Yeah. The place went wild. And, and then they yeah. took him off. Yeah. yeah, and he was with that, that diagonal. I couldn't believe what that diagonal ball. Yeah. Honestly, that diagonal ball was doing. That was the only weapon they had, and they changed him for Jordan Rhodes, who couldn't win a one-man raffle. Oh. And it just, it just let us take a hold of the game, and and then the greatest substitution in Huddersfield <laughs> Town history comes on. It's no Dan, argument, is there? And Danny, no. you and you've Super just goal. and you've just said, Danny, bringing a reserve striker on, <laughs> and this reserve striker. Delivered so, and, and Izzy Brown plays a massive part in this with a known goal in him, an amazing ball. goal in him. Did you forget that? I thought it was. It was, yeah. but I, I give it to the quality I, I on give the it Wells until they are dying. I mate. can see for Staunchen that they have at that old yeah. ground. Yeah. What a weird yeah. sort of that night when they were like, did we only get 1500 seats or whatever? But yeah, mm. half of it were empty and people were just, yeah, were just the, the end bits. I was yeah. sat right at the edge yeah. of, of the, there was one block and it being left spare so the, a few of us were sort of pacing up and down cause the, they'd give us as, as, as little allocation as they possibly yeah. could because we so they were even yeah. down below us in lower yeah, tier because yeah. Ethel had jumped into them that was amazing <laughs> he didn't care did he he, no, he, he was climbing over them head, he was yeah. climbing over everybody yeah. surfing the Sheffield Wednesday crowd they to get brilliant. to us yeah. and extra time comes and we looked the stronger side they had one or two snap chances didn't they but we always looked the more likely and then penalties and I just remember just just been really numb not really thinking anything and just been quite flippant because I never expected us to get anything I thought we failed to win at home it's we not going to I was sat with, with, with Ben and Faz and rested lads who were, used to go on minibus with years ago we all happened just to end up in on, literally on the same row and uh, we're all watching that and we're all sort of a bit nonplussed about it, really, yeah. because what will be will be. What we'd yeah. achieve from what we were expected to achieve would already gone far beyond that. It's it's yeah. the far beyond. It's and the mental strength of what Wagner's instilled in this team. In the summer, he's gone out and looked at his back four, and he's gone. Do you know what? Right back's my captain. Yeah. And buying a centre back, he's a captain. Yeah. We've got Mark Hudson. He's a captain. Yeah. Heffler, he's a captain. Lerver, captain. Lerver, captain. Yeah. And brought in Danny Ward. And mm. the mental strength of that team, the will to win, showed oh. in the penalty shootout. Do you know the, the thing that stands out for me? From, cause let's be honest, we've all watched that game back a million times. <laughs> and the bit that stands out for me is when he gets them all in a huddle at the end and he kicked the somebody on the knees, photographer in the middle, he booted him Get out. out yeah. I think and then uh, there was just the one, the one bit and he's saying to them all, one more game. Yeah. Just one more and game. And look out. Uh, and they went off there, 10 foot tall, all of them. I'd tell anybody to it. watch those, that what Dave Threlfall Sykes did was amazing that game. Those celebrations on the pitch, everybody has to watch that if you're a Huddersfield fan. Yeah. And just look at how every player is just hanging off everything he says. Yeah. Absolutely transfixed by this, this yeah. man. And the celebrations at the end were just... That is, for me... I, Chelsea side, I I think Hillsborough is the best night of my football supporting life. Yeah, that was my, my favourite. 
I was saying that as well. well. Look at the Sheffield Wednesday account where you've got their £10 million striker who says, I don't want to take a penalty because I don't fancy it. He didn't want to take one from us in 2012 either. He had to take the sixth. You're on about mental strength, but the one thing I were delighted with, and I I did think at the time this could help us when the the referee blew and they seemed towards a cockless of penalties and they were rough and the Wednesday fans. I thought these could pressure pressure us. And that as well. And oh my word. Danny Danny Ward. What a celebration. We were on about Thomas Fiss at Rotherham, but... Incredible one! How just like, fast is Danny Ward? Yeah, what quick one! Yeah, diet. It were brilliant. And but they just that that were all about the self belief from that they've been given. And I'm saying from one man, it wasn't just from Wagner. Christoph Bueller deserves so much credit. He's great for his brilliant, great, guy. absolutely brilliant, silent to the outside world, but inside those four walls, the players thought the world of him. Absolutely thought the world of him, and a master stroke getting Andy Hughes because Andy Hughes is a brilliant coach. I think that you were on about pressure though. The night before, we saw Reading stun Fulham in that semi final. So part of me thought, I still I agree with you, Neil. I thought we'd given his best. I didn't expect us to win, but I was still kind of thinking maybe it could be a Brentford style night against all odds. But knowing that that had happened the night before, if that had been Fulham had gone through, I'd have been like, yeah. Even. But we were, we're never, waiting for the, us. But we're never going to yeah. get a better chance, are we? And the thing is, that put more pressure on us, kind of in the final. I, I think it was a level game, wasn't it? The kind of price yeah. up, but yeah, Reading at home, this was our chance, wasn't it? And uh, just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair, the final itself was arguably the worst game of football yeah. you've seen all season. Do, I, do you know, I had loads. Of, I saw loads of people saying that, but to me, my nails were going. You know, I, that, that, that's because you're involved yeah, in water, cause you're, yeah, though. exactly. Because you're involved, a nervous wreck. Yeah, but neutral, so, so it was when a neutral, neutral about yeah, ten minutes. So to me, it was a shock, that. you know, because you you just kind of fraught with what's going on. Imagine but if we should have been out action. of sight after ten minutes. You'd have been two ca- absolute citizens. You'd have been ten minutes. Honestly, mate, you'd have been carrying me out if they'd have put a few balls in the box. Yeah, I think we're all the same. But when you look it back, it was it was an awful game of football. Three one down. Wells has that penalty. That, that one massive. But when, yeah. when that li- li- Liam Kelly, I think, little lad for them. Great pen. He, he stepped up with their third pen, nearly took netting out. Yeah. And it went sound, and you just think, yeah. oh, one. <laughs> and I just I done. just said to me, Dad, oh, we're done. We're done. And, and I would just, I would, I would, I would it at that point. And my dad just went, Danny Ward will save a penalty. <laughs> never, never ignore you, Dad. It went right, wasn't it? <laughs> so. It went right. I mean, Liam Moore put that one in the same spot as Steve Simonson, didn't he? Brilliant. <laughs> I, I was convinced as well that um, who took the fifth penalty for Reading, the uh, the winger that came on? Abita. John Abita. I was convinced he was going the other way as well. And yeah. I just remember Danny Ward going the other way and, and going, oh. And then realising that he'd actually saved it and I just lost it. And just ch- trying to hold it together as Christopher Schindler's the coolest man. And let's be fair, in the stadium, Schindler stepping forward and and everybody in our end has gone. Where's Casey Schindler? Yeah. <laughs> Again, no Wagner. Really? What, I remember the circle and Wagner. You know, with the thing, it was quite inspirational. Yeah. Just to watch it back now, you know, kind of after well, the. Well, there's a story in there about Schindler and what he'd said to Dean Hoyle, Dean Hoyle afterwards yeah, yeah. about how I'm your record signing. You've put a lot of faith in me, and it were. This is my responsibility. I, yeah, that's my responsibility. I had to do it. I mean, that's when, that's phenomenal, isn't it? Some people talk about a good penalty when it went keeper's gone the other way, but when keeper goes right way, that's a better penalty. That's a better. Yeah. That's, that's when it's a good penalty. It were, it that's a good pen, keeper. It were right it's inside. It were right inside side netting. Yeah. And you can't save them. You know what though? I, I know we we kind of believed. <laughs> I, 
just the Wagner's interview after it was almost like he was a bit surprised that we were surprised it was almost like he felt we were always destined to win that and get promoted from you know maybe inside he felt totally different but the interviews after it was almost like I was like he won as bad as Simon Grayson obviously when he was kind of we shifting out but I think David we're only still time in the Premier League but he was like kind of a nice calm satisfaction almost like a job done really. I think, yeah. I think the, it was a job done for him though wasn't it but some of the ones previous to that he'd, he'd always talked it down and said oh we, we shouldn't really be here so we take what take what we're given I, I don't think he believed that I don't in, in his interviews that's what he'd been saying oh this is Huddersfield Town we, you know, he's just talking about Premier League he didn't it's his man management it. setting expectations and that's what I think a lot of managers fail to do is just to keep your feet keep everyone's feet on, keeping supporters feet on the ground is next to impossible isn't it yeah and he just managed to do but it. But he managed to do it. He he just controlled everything. He's just And let's be fair, we all, to a man, to a woman, to a child, hung on his every word. I think I think all the only time us. he veered away from that promotion talk was when he upset Brighton fans by saying previously that, you know, it was coming into the last few weeks and he'd said, Oh, Brighton have got a habit of throwing it away. And <laughs> suddenly Brighton fans were up here, What's this man yeah. so he doesn't know anything about And football? what did Brighton do? Well, yeah, what did Brighton do with through title away? But I mean that's the first time I'd sort of heard him mention promotion, yeah. but it, it'd been forced on him the way that question was thrown at him. But you couldn't not buy then either. It's staring in your face. Yeah. We, were, we were on yeah, paper that, for me the th- the third best team in that league. Yeah, that, that's when there were only three people going for automatic promotion, yeah. and we were that thirteen. Yeah. So Wembley, the celebrations, thirty-eight thousand people. What what I was saying earlier in the start about re-energizing a fan base. Thirty-eight thousand people, unimaginable, went to that to take that. Many. And people call us a small club, not with thirty-eight thousand fans going to a final. It's not. No, it's not a big one, but it's not a small club. That that was incredible, and that's him. You know, fi- you know, twenty thousand people, the highest league attendance we've had for something like forty, fifty years, because of him. Yeah. His marketing, the, the the whole marketing campaign to sell season tickets. Had his face on it, the Wagner Revolution. Yeah. It was all David Wagner. Everything. He's he's pretty much run the marketing team. He's the, all the players came in. Stuart Webber gets too much credit. He brought in Wagner, so obviously it's the ultimate credit. And Van Lepara. The rest of it is from Andy Hughes and David Wagner's little black book. Yeah, brilliant. All Stuart Webber's got to do is go out and yeah. pick him up from the airport. You talk and, about the celebrations for me. The night after. I, were you guys there or not? Danny yeah. Ward singing in the pub. It was, I'll just never forget, and, and probably take this film, God, you can't say stuff dramatic to your grave, but the bus coming up Northumberland Street, it would drive in rain in so weather, and the crowd was getting absolutely soaked. And then there's this madman <laughs> over the, hanging over the bus on the top deck, <laughs> singing Huddersfield or Huddersfield or... Yeah, if, he, if you watch Game of Thrones, it was Hodor's Field, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. And it was, I just, this guy, I just thought, wow, this is this is very special. You saw what Simon Grayson's, I mean, I know it was a division down, but he wasn't another seal man. And, nah. and his celebrations got, I remember thinking. He came in and did a job, didn't yeah, it? Well, he came for in and did time job. It, yeah. That was yeah. a job for Simon Grayson. It's a job for David yeah. Wagner. But it meant more. That, honestly, I go past, everyone walks out. A train station, but Simon Grayson won't give town a second thought no. since they walked out of that building. David Wagner will think about Uddersfield yeah. Town every day the rest of his life. Had his I think us. one day we might see him back, depending on how his career goes. Well, we'll see. But and then he said there's a mortal words, Matt, which obviously you you know play on our podcasts, and he just 
How big you are. The 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 man has just given us everything, hasn't he? Absolutely. You name it. All your wildest dreams about football. Yeah. It's smashed them, hasn't he? But the way we yeah, did it, no, Neil. Thanks, yeah. The dramatic. It's just like, if we didn't leave by 10 points, we wouldn't have had half the fun as that. No. It were classic Huddersfield no. town. Well, if, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it with, without scoring a, <laughs> a, a, a goal for yourself and do it on penalty shootouts. And wind everyone up. It yeah. was brilliant. I, I think that's that's as good as it'll get for me in my lifetime following town. I fully now, agree. It not bother me. No. That's as good. That's better. I was talking to my postman this morning, who was, he's a Leeds fan, and he's all right. He's a good lad, to be fair. Don't believe you. And uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's all right. He's Keith. And they were talking to him this morning. I was just saying, uh, he was asking me about it, and he said, "How do you feel about it?" I said, "I'm genuinely gutted." I said, "But if somebody said to me today that you'll never watch another Huddersfield Town game again as long as you live, I'd deal with that because." Whatever happens in the future with town now, we go down, we come back up, we go down, we come back up, we do whatever. Nothing will ever top that promotion season and last season. We Nothing. Did, we did it our way, Neil. The celebrations wound everyone up. How many, you know, the, the wave of victory or whatever. Brilliant. Isn't it? it was brilliant, mate. I mean, Absolutely I love brilliant. the fact he was doing the stuff wound everyone up. On the pitch against Derby, on the pitch against Leeds with Monk. You know, he was shouting his head off on the bus and that. So this was a guy, he didn't care. He, he was just like, he brought his German stand. The, the amount... It was brilliant. There'll be a bleep this, but the amount of piss that we have boiled this last couple of years has been phenomenal. Yep. It's been absolute meltdown. Little just failed. They're, just, they're yeah. boiling it all over the place, yeah. aren't they? Have they won league titles or something? They're celebrating with but their hands. People, people go on about what a brilliant feat it was for Leicester to win Premier League. Of course it was. Phenomenal, but for us, on the scale of things, getting to Premier League is the same. Yeah. I it's exactly the same, and we've done it. I'm gonna sound spending like spending bugger all to get there and all in the scheme of things. I might sound like an arrogant super fan when I say this, but I genuinely don't think people get it. I think what we've been through with David Wagner in 2016-17, that the roller coaster, having to endure the mediocrity for 45 years before, and some of us more so than others. And riding that wave of of what's happened, I just don't think your, your armchair fans of Twitter, Man United, Liverpool, I don't think they get it. They can't get it because they've not got a ceiling to break through like we broke through there. Exactly. Because for them, the best it gets is winning stuff, whereas that was never going to be... For, we've broken through a glass ceiling there by getting to the Premier League that we yeah. never thought we'd get above. And you can win Champions League with Man United, but those seasons, it was expected. I've said it for years. Living in Bradford, I, when they got there, got to be honest, I was mortified. Salt. Absolutely. Oh, I was salty. I was salty. I was majorly salty when they got to We Premier both League. lived near Wyke, didn't we? And then, and then they stayed salty. up. Last, we beat Liverpool, didn't they? Stay up. <laughs> oh. We've I, pretty much... I, I, couldn't, I, was, I was broken. They, I was a broken man. I didn't like it. They did a quality job. and, and this. I hope this doesn't sound salty, but... That league then were a different league to what it is now. Well, that's what I was saying to, to Keith, the postman, this morning. They, to be honest, when Bradford got promoted, they bought promotion. Yeah. They, they spent they six, seven million quid, which was money. massive. Yeah. They did it with but, quality signings. But, that, yeah. but that Premier League, then, like Danny team, said. Bradford team, yeah, a good yeah. side. But yeah. That, yeah. Let, let's not build them up too much. No. And uh, the surviving at minute on our players. It was just how we did it for me. That meant a lot, Neil. Like said, it was. But when they did it. I, I, all, I've ever, all I've ever said to everybody is, just give me one year. Yeah. Just give me what. Let me see town one year in Premier League, and I'd have been. 
Put a fork in this lad, he's done. To Happy be fair, days. those lot had got that as well. They'd have got yeah, know, fancy absolutely, yeah, they did. And yeah, you know, well. just give me one year, but then to do what we did, <laughs> and I mean, come on, on the budgets. As how's well. that happened? Yeah, that how, how did it happen? I still don't think we get the credit we deserve for that. Neil. No, we don't. We never will. So we're gonna have to. Well, it, it. He's taken up a League One bound team to Premier League, and then he's kept up. A championship yeah. team in Premier League. The Palace. Which, oh, the, just wow. The Palace came out. I, I had a ticket in the Palace and right near the tunnel. The pride I felt when we walked out on that pitch with that awful cheesy. I were filling up me that, that day yeah, when they I walked was, out. I couldn't. Right I couldn't. And then you could feel this beaming yeah. pride. That they picked up the ball and they walked off and they shook each other's hands. And I thought, probably the reality is going to step in at some point yeah. and lose 3 0. There were me and Faz and Noah then. It were absolutely <laughs> scorching on it. We were three or four rows from front. And when when they walking out, I, I were just yeah. my heart were beating out of my chest. I couldn't have been prouder no. if they, if, it, if they were all my lads. Yeah. They were walking out. You know, it's it was just unreal. And I mean that 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 day was pure fairy tale. I remember journey home that day because Faz were off on holiday. A journey home that day, I came home with uh, Murfield, Chris, yeah. and his lad, and a certain Danny G. We travelled home together, and that that would a that would a funny trip, wasn't it? That was the soccer. All all way back, we were just giggling about everything in it, Mooney and talk of socks and other stuff. And <laughs> I, think we, I think we went around London twice before. We oh, it, went, it, it was the magical mystery tour. Like oh, we were up, oh, we did a lap of honour. We're on Mayfair, and yeah, no. oh, we're brilliant. We were waving to Chelsea fans because yeah. they just lost to Burnley. Yeah, we were, they, 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 we were top of league. There were a lot of town fans over King Cross. I'll tell you what, we're beautiful. The one it, I remember the, the social media BBC screenshot this other self fans. Well, I, I remember when match. match it day, and it, and it, they all go on about how we don't we're short league table. We don't really mean out at this stage, but it'll mean something for the field town yeah. fans. We were first. And you just saw it. Yeah. You just saw it, and we're what a field town yeah. atop at Premier League, and, and that, then the energy in the stadium. Wow. I keep going the energy, but for me that was a theme with David Wagner. Newcastle, Rafa, as much as we love him. And we did a right job on a Moy with that belting goal. That if you, if you, and it were live on Sky as yeah. well. And that goal, six wow. Points. Six points. It was a brilliant we're goal, wasn't it? In the league. It was a brilliant goal. <laughs> and the salt pouring from them was oh, epic, epic afterwards. Epic. They, they, play, they play chance through the Tannoy. False. Yeah. Their, their it's net spend is bigger than ours. next to 1,800 sound fans, yeah. you muppets. The net spend's bigger than ours. False. Yeah, false. The the amount of nonsense they came out with to try yeah. and justify a defeat was brilliant. And the stills they put of the red cards they think we should have had, yeah. which were absolute nonsense again, yeah. was brilliant. I remember that game then. Matt Ritchie's put one, and it's it's it's, it's in bottom corner. And Lossell's pulled out one hell of a save. I mean, that, that was a brilliant save. Yeah, he made a cracker against Palace. Did, yeah, yeah, that header from Ben... There was a guy on the train calling him back going... I just remember coming back on the train and there were a Palace fan sat there and there's a town fan with a with a wispy tash, I think who goes in the FML just going, They needs to get rid of that Bentique the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> just our absolutely bits listening to. And you go, that Bentique's holding you back and But it just started and that, that season how it started, you go in top, put a fork in me again, I'm done it. Yeah, it's it, incredible. And it just it, it carried on. Yeah. And you got Leicester rocking up a one league two years before and we, we, we should have beat them, yeah. and you yeah. think, what's going on here? Should have beat Southampton, and it's we would, the football we were playing, and the, every, you could see opposing fans sort of a bit taken like, aback. Eh? This, this 
you were like, we should lose. Yeah, well, yeah, we're happy with that, weren't we? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And you remember the fans in no the, fear, the cow shed? Yeah, complete yeah. no fear. And that's yeah. that's the only thing that has, I don't want to be too negative this this podcast because it's about celebrating all about Wagner in it, but that's the thing that has drifted away this season a little bit, yeah. is that sort of up and atom bollocks to you. No fear. The Man United game, though. I've never been as drunk. I think I got home about three o'clock from Huddersfield <laughs> on that Saturday. Because I made a point, I don't know you guys, but I, I thought it was one season. I thought it was one season, so I was going to enjoy every good time we had. I think I was probably the same. And Manchester United home in the driving raid, and, and one of the, again, the things that iconic moments, David Wang at the end with his baseball out doing well, the old days. We, we'd booked a weekend thing. away for that weekend, and a group, group of about 15, 16 friends up at um, Brompton Lake. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's outside Richmond in a couple of lodges. So we've gone up on Friday. And, uh, but in fact, we've booked it. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what's going to happen when the fixtures come out? Man, you were home, that. <laughs> fixtures came out. Man, you were home. I thought, I can't believe this. And I thought, I'm not going to say out. I'll just see if she comes up. <laughs> I'm not going to say a thing. And then we're driving home from, I think we'll be at Asda, so we're driving home from Asda one day, and she said, so, Man, you game, then you're going. I said, well, I'm up at, we're up in lodges, aren't we? She said, yeah, but you'd be, if you don't go to that, it'd be a waste of time you've been at lodges because you've been miserable as sin. She said, so, go. And I went, if you're sure, love. <laughs> <laughs> and Faz actually picked, drove up from Huddersfield in the morning, picked me up at Richmond, back down at game, and then drove me back again after the game at night. What a legend. I, I just remember. And I got trolled. I, don't oh. I just I just remember we went 1-0 up that counter-attack goal and you're thinking alright Man United are going to score at some point and then it's run through to Lossell Lossell's picked it up looked up quickly and he's pinged a, a great ball over the top and there's it this, was brilliant there's this big bear stood up front for does Huddersfield he Town for us, him? he does indeed this, this huge bear <laughs> and Lindelof makes a huge error I remember yeah. Phil Jones got, Phil Jones going off early in that game and yeah, thinking hang on there's, yeah. hang on here and Lindelof misses it, and Depoitre just takes a brilliant touch, yeah. and he's round De Gea, and for me, time stopped, and I just, yeah. I just remember thinking, everything froze. Yeah. It's, like Bern- it's like Bernard's watch. Which, you know surely I mean? we cannot be two nil up. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like Bernard's watch, and everything freezes, and yeah. I've just gone. He's scoring a goal. We're going two nil up <laughs> against Man United. <laughs> this, this is peak. Oh yeah. 
the, this, if this you could have peaked. stopped time then and we're done, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Put Send a fork in this lad again. Then. I'm covering forks, mate, tonight. I just remember <laughs> the celebrations. <laughs> fork off. Yeah. <laughs> fork to death. I remember we got a gas club after it. Fork, mate. David Wagner appeared on the big screen. We'd just won and this guy just started singing it. You've heard of Man United. We've always sung that when we played at yeah. Yeovil. Yeah. We're beating them. The noise echoes so It's a, bit, it's a Millbridge club. staple, that one. Oh, just pulled out of there about seven o'clock, absolutely solid. Folk and this karaoke, these other silk songs, those were the days. The town was absolutely buzzing and it was determined to enjoy yeah. what we got. That just felt, wow. We, and it was the first time actually, I can't remember even seeing it, I think. I walked back into yeah. the lodge that night and they're all, they're all sat around drinking. You had a good day then, I just started laughing. Well, I know. Give me a drink. Yeah. You'll be pleased about results. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, no. <laughs> Fantasy, absolute obscene. And then, not to put a dampener on this podcast, the week after for me is the bit where the whole Premier League experience kind of. I thought it's probably it's not what it's cracked up to be as this when we went to Anfield, and the atmosphere in there is the biggest fraud in football. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's revolting. There's. We lost three 0 We deserved to lose that penalty that they got was an absolute joke. Yeah, they missed it, it anyway. Yeah, and. I look to my right, there's no noise at all from any of them. And there's people afterwards saying, well, you know, who didn't go, what a great place. There were more people with iPads in yeah, that football ground than anywhere What else I was going to say seen. is, five minutes before, half the crowd left on the right-hand side and yeah. the other half went to the front and started taking selfies against the pitch. Yeah. And it was just one of the strangest, touristy it was football games. And I get it, if you're a Liverpool fan and... You're gonna sell your ticket for a game like Huddersfield, no qualms if you don't want it. And I, I wouldn't personally, but that's what they seem to do. And the tourists find it easy to pick up tickets, but that atmosphere there was just—I was just remember coming away going, "We lost three 0 I just remember coming away going, "That's not football." Yeah, that's not football. Yeah, we we said same. I mean, the 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 worst one for me was um, West Ham because it's just not a football ground. It felt so anti-football. That I've place. been to the Olympics and Paralympics there. It's great for that. But, but not for football. But that's what it's made for. It's not, not for a football ground. I remember going to Goodison thinking this will put it right here. Because yeah. they're proper football fans. Yeah. Nope. Same thing. Yeah, it was naff there. They had yeah. this big screen up with the uh, fans taking selfies and getting them put on the screen. And it was just the same thing. Pathetic. Yeah, what is going on? The modern Pathetic. football fan. And <laughs> that, that, were, that were the first inkling you got and you're thinking, Premier League, nah, you're all right. Yeah. I don't want to put it on a downhill, but it was the first time I thought I'm getting a bit very negative here away from home. This is dull. Mm. Fact, everything that the Man United game wasn't, and that yeah. it, it, we had a little period of that, but then we. I, I think we went there playing yeah. safe because we got three unexpected points week before. Yeah, the Liverpool fan come to me said, "I watch your games, you know. And just, You're better than that. You're better than that." But that we did did that quite a lot, but kind of bumped into December and and then it. Things say, again, just when it looked like we were on a bit of a downer, really. The week after that Liverpool game, we've probably, I think, arguably seen the best goal of the Premier League era, where Raji Van Lepara whips West that in oh. against West Brom. <laughs> Can you guys name a better goal we've seen maybe in the Premier League than that? Joe Lollies were pretty good against West Ham. Joe Lollies was great, but... The, yeah, that was a belter. Van absolutely stunning. And we played, the mental strength came back again, though, because we played almost the entire second half without yeah. Christopher Schindler. Yeah. And, and never looked in trouble, to be fair. That's, that's about the only time we were <coughs> with or against ten men. And looked good. A decent job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that started the demise of, of West Brom. 
because they were top seven, six, seven at that point. Yeah, it was a funny, yeah, funny, funny one for them, really. Yeah, and they they all wanted purely out. They got the wish and they dropped like yeah. a stone. So yeah, they were they were giving them some real stick, West Brom fans. Ton of Pulis, your football is. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And then we've we've obviously hit a a bad run, Cosy, but we've gone into that December run, and all of a sudden things of things are shining brightly we've we've we beaten did. brighton 2 nil and that watford yeah. away game just brilliant that the first time the, the we scored away noise. from home since we needed a boost before christmas and since we, we got it didn't we yeah. we needed that and i think again it was just like we were talking that championship obviously amazing run every time you just felt we needed to win a game or we looked maybe Ominous, the right run the ball. He pulled something out of the fire, but we were absolute sensation from from Kachunga scoring. We had we'll be murdered team. Watford that day. They didn't know what I did. No. Hit them. Kachunga went off injured from the first minute. Brilliant, though. Yeah. My goal, De goal. Well, De, De Poitre, the goal he got there, he's not scoring that this season. Colin, because he wouldn't have followed it in. The Colin Kwaner's uh, assist. As well. Yeah, when he came across him, he just knows that's going it back in. He wouldn't say that now, would you? No, and. We go back to that Southampton game. There's a lot of people there, and not just for a free pint either, Neil. The, oh. the togetherness and the bond that David Wagner had struck up between him, the players, you, and you, the crowd you, was just you want, you fully evident. You wanted evidenced. to be everywhere, didn't you? Hmm. You just wanted to be everywhere, and it's that, that's that's gone a bit this season, hasn't it? Now it's unfortunately. It makes you realise, Neil, doesn't it? That like when we're chatting, that how much it's gone. Just just what we're talking about. Just our memories from before. Yeah. How much we've kind of moved away, and I get. Yeah confidence and luck and stuff because yeah. you would think how many times we've seen that yeah. first bit about the late winners the this that and the other yeah. but we were bold we were brave and, and kind of not what we were now but I remember going into Christmas thinking because we were I think we were back top top half of the table after that I, th- I, th- I think we're Southampton we played really well I think well. we were all a little bit unexpected for people as well and then when people did think we were starting to drop off we'll pull another result out yeah. won't we the games over Christmas were awful, weren't they? But like it started dropping off again and then we absolutely yeah. murdered Bournemouth yeah. on TV again. Expectations were... I remember that Burnley-Stoke game thinking, I think we can get six points out of that. Yeah. And we were rubbish. Burnley, we should have lost. Yeah. Stoke. Burnley were really good that day. Someone did yeah. really good. Oh, that Stoke guy, that scored. He sounded a player, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, Inson, Rabadan, Sobe swapped yeah. goals that game before swapping clubs <laughs> yeah, I think on. we definitely got bummed at deal there, didn't we? You're doing well in Egypt though, aren't you? So, yeah. Don't know, has anyone looked? <laughs> And then we've lost one, two, three, four, five games in a row before that Bournemouth game, which I think was on BT, was it? BT, Neil? yeah. And a little man, Alex Pritchard's making his first home start. They were excellent that game. He was excellent that day. We were excellent. We were, yeah. I remember Charlie McVeigh winning like about five hours journey. Maybe whether well, should have another story, but rewarded though by that, you'd do anything. I know we mentioned that was a cold day and all. Yeah. The Birmingham FA Cup game three days before were crucial, I think, in kind of building that confidence yeah, back. Yeah, we've we, we, we scored, we scored yeah, eight in two time, games, yeah, we didn't we? I'll, I'll say, Neil, yeah, that, well. that was a cold day, but by looking at Danny Williams, you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... He uh, made all, every all man feel one, completely insecure that day. Yeah, he did. Bournemouth, uh, <laughs> well, a good side, and, and we, we did a real job on them. And again, I think the belief were there that well, think, they they got yeah. it back to one all pretty quick after we'd scored yeah. as well, didn't they? Yeah. And it was it was a nice little finish from that Stanislas. It was a clever little back straight back in the opposite corner. So when did this West Brom mm-hmm. game come into it, Matt? West Brom was we the was dip? the week uh, was it's the next game, but it was two weeks after, yeah. and it was that game where we went there and won. And I just thought, do you know what? We're going to stop up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, I was still panicking all the way till the end yeah. of the season, but that game where 
Pritchard's put Mounier through and Van La Parra scored and I've just thought do you know what we're going to stay up and then Mounier's bag days I mean that what it's a, a complete finish. finish that is that's yeah. a cracking oh. goal he yeah. just scored well he'd had his hat trick taken off him didn't he the week yeah. before but um, we, we, it, that was, you came out of there remember going down there with, with Pozzer and Ben and the, we came out of there and you're just thinking happen is this we felt you just had the, one it, it was coming again in it we felt there's one less team to worry about there in West yeah Brom. yeah they've gone oh, they, they had like a decent squad but you could tell that there were problems then i mean they yeah. got sacked shortly afterwards didn't they but yeah it did and we've had another bit of a run where this is this all of a sudden scoring goals became more of an issue um after that bournemouth game and Things maybe start to turn at this point for us. We've we've seized up and become really tense, and this is probably the first cracks that we've seen in the Wagner regime, whereby we've drawn nil nil with Swansea, we lost two nil at home to Palace, and then a good point at Brighton, and finally a home goal by Tomins. Oh, I remember that little flick. Congolo's launched it, Zanka little flick, and Tomins, and that. That ghost in that, late run that it, he does. The place just oh, went. I just it? remember looking at the scoreboard. It's, it was half four, 20 to five, quarter to five. And, and you're kind of thinking, we're, done. we're needing something. Yeah. We and there was no sign of anything happening. No. No. The, the earlier kickoff as well was when Southampton had been beating Chelsea. And the, Chelsea the, the winning 2 0, yeah. weren't they? Lost. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. an amazing Ooh, what day. A legend. And I was listening to a mutual his, but a rugby league, rugby league podcast. And Earl Crabtree was on it. And he was saying how he'd been to that game. And he said he'd never heard a noise like that when Huddersfield scored yeah. in any stadium. It was the outpouring from that. I mean, there were just limbs all over the place in that ground when that went in. I almost fell down a tear. And I think incredible. then the worst thing about it was I think we all pretty much we thought were then, there, didn't we? We, we thought yeah, we were, we're, on, we're on, we're on the verge, and I think the players actually believed at that point that this is this is on this. Mm. And then we kind of slackened a bit, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> Until we are at the home of the champions. They're about to lift the trophy, going for 100 goals and 100 points. And we play a back 11, <laughs> if you like. And so you we played a back really 11. Played, and, and we made, threatening. We made yeah, three, champions. four or five great chances. I mean, I remember we, we played a really clever free kick in first half. Mm. We love and it, unfortunately at the other end of it were four. Adichina, yeah. um, and Pritchard's long range shot yeah, as well. That yeah. were unlucky then obviously the Malone's save. gone clean through and You think that Cosy Cosy, you mentioned this quite a lot, don't you, where it's nil nil at, at the Etihad, the home of the best team <laughs> one of the best teams in Europe at this point. Yeah. And probably the most expensively assembled one. Yeah, I didn't there's, think there's getting... two minutes to go oh, no. and a man runs through to seal your fate. Who's the last man <laughs> that you want, Cosy, that season to run against through? Us, against us in a Fulham shirt, he'd have buried that. And so, well, it wasn't that bad an the effort, to be honest. The world stopped because she, that was it, we were safe. Yeah. And well. this couldn't be happening, and yeah, it didn't happen, and on went the fun. Because I remember again the night before that incredible Everton-Southampton game where Southampton looked like they were getting the result, and out of nowhere... Yeah. Everton had scored in like night. They didn't yeah. deserve it. So I'm, it was just that emotional. We're there. We're not. We're there. We're not. And then on Tuesday they went to to Swansea, and we were that, all thinking that sure. were weird because I remember watching that game Swansea Southampton, 
and I didn't know what I wanted to happen. I knew full well I wanted Southampton to go down because I was thinking next season yeah. as well. Yeah. I thought Swansea, but there's no way Swansea's going to I really, I really couldn't work out what I wanted. Well, I think people were factoring that last game where Southampton are at home to Man City thinking yeah. Man City will walk Yeah, they'll win they that. They're winning with the last minute yeah, goal. Yeah, last minute but goal. But as it turned out, I remember probably that comment, it'll have been with, with Ben or, or Faz or, or Danny in it about that and it actually turned out Southampton winning what best result because it just meant then we, we only needed, yeah, we we only yeah. needed a point when yeah. I messed Swansea about the point yeah Swansea done. gave up and that you guys I at this point I didn't go to Chelsea away huge regret but to be fair my little boy had just been, who was conceived just after well not just after it'd be a great story if it was just after the Schindler penalty goal but a week after um, I stayed at home because he's been born and the missus isn't that well and I remember watching this on TV with him asleep next to me and he wasn't asleep for very long. No, I, I remember the ball going through um, this amazing backs-to-the-wall performance. Schindler steps out, they claim foul, it's not a foul. Aaron Moy looks up, the best player any of us will ever see at Huddersfield Town, in my opinion, Aaron Moy, Fact. drops the ball over the top and Dupuatra outstrengths Willy Caballero and... I just remember, again, time froze. Rudiger's on his backside. And for some reason, I'm convinced he's still going to miss because you just can't believe this is happening. And then De Poitier puts when, the ball in the we net. There, and you and see the celebration. and It was just... it. For first, I thought it was going to blow up when Shinder won't tackle in their half because it was a brilliant tackle, but it would have not been that. It was a championship the, tackle. They took the lot. Hmm. Then Adam Moy... Has played a, I mean, it's a good ball in it. Over it's the top, like, it's it? like that. Split. Yeah, yeah, because he's a quality player, isn't it? Mm. And then you're just waiting. When the Patcher, and to be fair, we've got the ball first. It wasn't a foul. Referee were right. I mean, Lee, Lee Mason, ironically, Pillico didn't give penalty on Saturday. Well, changed his mind on Saturday. But when Caballero goes down, you are there just thinking he's going to blow, and he made no attempt, and all of a sudden. The Patra's got a tap in from, you know, ten yard. He, when that goes in, I've I've got to be honest. That was the thirty the last thirty odd minutes. There is take Chelsea goal out of it, which was biggest fluke on planet. But <laughs> that that thirty odd minutes there was the most nervous I have ever been in a football ground. It was ridiculous because we battled so hard, we'd come so far. We deserved it. Now this were. I don't, I don't want to go into Arsenal. Yeah, we've got Arsenal at home, we can beat them. Didn't want to go into Arsenal needing. You, know, you wanted to do it that night. And then when Malone again went through, he's bought that free kick. He's never seen a free kick. No. But he's got that free kick, gone down like a bag and of you know, don't you? you know. And as soon as he gave that free kick, we all, you didn't stand and where we were stood, I were actually stood next to Louise and Tom yeah. in top tier. And... Uh, we had, so I can't remember who had the stopwatch. I think it was a lad in front of me. And he had a stopwatch on. And we were, we were counting here. We were counting it all down. And as soon as he gave that free kick, it was like six seconds or something like that. It's done. We're done. We're done. And, and as soon as he dinked it, Aaron Murray, that was it, wasn't it? And there, oh, limbs everywhere. I think I picked Louise up and they threw her out at standing. <laughs> but just mental. What? What? Oh. I've never I've never had, I've never never had, felt like that in a football ground. It was just I ridiculous. I thought we deserved that second season. We did. There. 
Hundred percent, we did. A lot of people have been writing. Yeah, we didn't finish fourth bottom week. either. We finished fifth bottom. Yeah, we finished yeah. with 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 yeah, we, we breathing space. Yeah, I thought we did. I just thank you, Man City team effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but in the highlights pod that we did the other week, that man, obviously that Chelsea game, it'll again. We're so lucky to have some of these amazing highlights. There's teams there that never get anything like this. It's really disappointed me. Some of the kind of the fans like that divine right appreciate what we've had we've had some of them but listen to some of these stories it's incredible there's teams that just make up the numbers season after I'm, season I'm tingling just thinking about yeah. that Chelsea because that was just it would yeah. it, it was just unbelievable I was but, shaking I, I was at home I was just physically shaking yeah. just making so well, much I, I drove just... down there that night to drive back could hardly <laughs> breathe <laughs> yeah I mentioned it on the radio last yeah. night I made me chuckle ridiculous oh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to drive but I'm, and to be honest that that journey home there, one of them, if we'd have lost, it would have took yeah. 24 hours. But it seemed like it took about 20 minutes. Before you know where you are, I'm dropping far off in Jillsbury and I'm, 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 I'm all. Going I suppose on we've got a, And then I watched it again. We've got a bolt <laughs> moving forward. We don't make it, make it, do it. But I think we've got to chuck the Wolves game in as a as a shining light. To me, yeah. that was a, it probably our last, obviously last memory of Huddersfield Town being proper top class. I, I'll be honest, I think me, we've done... All transfer window and stuff, we've done that in previous pods. I think we've murdered that, haven't we? And I think it's only right to look on. Ah, just Wagner has been the legend yeah. he is. And you're right, that was so game. That. From walking out of that ground, then I get a member of the chanting and what have you onto the streets of Wolverhampton. Who would have thought that from that? That was January. And he's gone? January the 15th, and, and he's gone. It's, it's just an incredible decline, but I will not have anyone. Like there's been some naughty articles today, you know, say we've got we were lucky and we were this, that, and the other. No, we were not. We had we have had the time of our lives, and this guy has given us I'll, the time I'll of our lives. And I will it. not have his name. There were a few bits on Twitter from and Henry Winter's done a piece again, always classy. Juliet Ferrington from BBC, yeah, she's, great, she's yeah. done one brilliant, and the other one who I always like um, is Danny Higginbottom. Mm. and he, he's, he's been always been a big fan. He's been very glowing about town ever since Wagner rocked up. Yeah. He's always backed. Us, yeah, and he said he would stop up, mate, last season when everyone else was saying. Yeah, he did. Gone. Even his own fans, probably did. some of them. And they, they, they were sort of three that were that really sort of banged the drum for town yeah. and for Wagner and being very respectful. Whereas a lot of others have just sort of brushed over and Huddersfield and they're almost glad, glad to get rid of as well. We brought something different, mate. I don't care what anyone says. We did. We brought something different to themselves, like we're <laughs> totally doomed or what have you. But the the celebrations, the the kind of the, the pressing that you know David well, you, you I think we comments I think we brought some fun back into the Premier Absolutely. League where people take things way too seriously right. and take themselves way too seriously and everybody else is tin pot and we're, we're amazing but, I hate that culture but you, you look at all comments that we get from opposing fans that it's best away ground because yeah. atmosphere and fans yeah. are brilliant this and other and they forget that two weeks later when they're slating us they do but, <laughs> but, but to, just about every club has said that where best ground they've visited, fans wise yeah. and atmosphere wise, and I think your best reaction nearly is after the game when you're getting them posts. Because yeah, when you call that a day and then you know stuff gets yeah. posted on Twitter, you know after the, the hour of the game, that's where your emotions are there, yeah. and you know what you're saying and that as yeah. well. And I just think, yeah, it. I think that for me though, that the, the, the fan atmosphere that it's brought back. David Wagner was so. I mean, I touched on it earlier, but so big on. Almost like rejuvenate. I know the Calshed Law or North Stand or whatever it was. It was kind of there, but. He took it by the scruff of the neck, yeah. stuck in Aston. That was a controversial move because Dino was, we're probably saying goodbye to Cash and what have you. But 
it felt that just felt like what all this won the displays the yeah. some of the tifos the efforts they get the guys are putting there it, were, it felt such togetherness and such a united front that whoever takes over and that's probably for another day it's got to build that thing as well whoever so does difficult. come I'm going to correct you as well Cosy when you said Huddersfield Town have been lucky I think we've been incredibly lucky to have David Wagner as our manager since 2015 unbelievably lucky and Look at the memories we've got and the I've, fun we've had. It's it's been amazing. We've worked well for him as well. I mean, I think if he'd have gone anywhere else, would he have had a Dean Hoyle? I think he's he can consider him fortunate. It was he said that in his statement. It's today, what it's what they call well. the, the the perfect storm came together, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because we we, we needed that bit of something new. Because yeah. let's be fair, Dino's put a lot of money in even before Wagner walked through the door. A lot of money, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't have put anywhere near the amount he's put in out of his own pocket as well. And he knew that there'd one chance left to try and galvanise this club and get this club going. And in the wildest dreams, I can't imagine for a minute, No, they thought You've got to the re- last couple of years had happened. David, David, no, sorry, David, Dean Hoyle's fought tooth and, tooth and nail to keep David Wagner at Huddersfield Town on several occasions. He's yeah. gone out and he's battled and fought and kept his man. He's yeah. He's had to maybe had to pay for it, but worth every penny. But and brilliant. More. So look what he's given us. Look what they both he's, given he's, us. He's, they've given us some of. I mean, it's not just football; it's life. This they've given us some of our best memories that we'll take when we die. That's, they, that's, these that's are why it grates when ignorant idiots like Liam Lawrence chip in yeah. saying that. Chip over you. Mean. <laughs> I'll I'll talk about I'll talk about 2016-17 to my little boy in 30 years time. Yeah. I, this that season will never be beaten, in my opinion. It we, will we, be. Could, we could win it again. If we're we could all win the league. Pub in 20 years time, can you imagine it be? Oh, remember Barnsley at home. Remember when we went to Wednesday in, in playoffs. Remember at Chelsea. Well, we. I mean, today, me, you and myself have been reminiscing about 82-83 and yeah. Millwall games and five yeah. one. I mean, it's going to be the same. But, same, but 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 on on, a on, on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get some of these tweets read out. There's some absolutely beautiful things that we've had coming through on our uh, account today. Go on, Cassie. You you stuck the tweet out, didn't you? So yeah, I'll so scroll read out back. I need to scroll. If a long you read way, out our tweet and then uh, well. the responses. Yeah. So the tweets uh, was. Been a tough 24 hours. We're recording a podcast tonight. Your best Wagner memories, please. What will you miss about him the most? So, whew, I have to scroll back about a day or two, really, and that as well. But so, the first one was how he has to be, how he reacted to FLA's goal against Leeds. Nothing better than an 89th minute winner, as well as a fan. Uh, that was from Robo, B A W Z, Twitter handle, Robert. Andrew Garner, I fear we'll lose our identity as a club because I also tweeted as well what your kind of hopes and fears. Uh, that's, I'll come up probably them in a second. Michael Foster, best but unusual first game at Hillsborough. Wasn't quite there, but we could see the intent and the sheer difference in effort from the players and the response from the fans. No one is bigger than a club, but he came bloody close. And you touched on that Hillsborough game, Matt, early on. Uh, Again, Robert, again, uh, and it has to be the connection with the fans and the community while I miss most. I've never felt this sad about a manager leaving before either. Feels like a death in this family, this sort of thing. Completely echo that. Mickey H, four candles, one. Uh, Favourite Wagner moment was him sprinting onto the pitch to celebrate the Hefts' last-minute goal against the White uh, and the melee that followed. Stuff. Uh, 
Uh, he mentioned about replacement, but we'll come on another time. Uh, right here, wearing the black suit. This one, Mike Carver, on a day most town fans never thought they would see. Uh, he's put a picture of the uh, Uddersfield Town promoter to English Premier League as a screenshot. He says, keeping them in the Prem last year was probably his most impressive accomplishment, but this day to me was his biggest. We'll never forget this day. Uh, let's have a kind of look at the others. Uh, hotline billing, the run and leap on Danny Danny Ward after beating Wolves. The jump onto Kachunga against Derby, Monkgate, the Chelsea celebrations, the famous quote of the promotion party. doesn't matter how big, experienced or strong you are. If you have passion and desire, you have no limits. Uh, Lee Robinson for me having missed the most important ones at, at Aylesbury and Wembley was the celebration of Heffley at the win in the derby such passion from the man who properly knew what it was to be a terrier uh, to be part of Odysseal Town it was more than just a job Tom Reaney we've all had lots of memories and things we will miss the thing we will all miss the most will be the old Wagner the guy started to change from mid last season he was never the same since uh, Lee Robinson again it's rare you get the connection with the fans and community it was not only Dave but you made the player excited as I'm about a fresh new manager I can't see anyone else having this connection uh, let's see if there's anything else Andrew Brown three and a half years of wonderful brilliance doesn't erase the memories of all the dinosaurs and journeymen jokers we have all had I believe yet I still fear albeit irrationally perhaps there's a few people kind of talking about you know kind of forward as well let's have a look when he wouldn't get off Joe Pollard, Joe Pollard, sorry, when he wouldn't get off the microphone at the promotion party. <laughs> I was just saying, when I missed this one, this is a dodgy there. night out or something. <laughs> <laughs> he galvanised the club from top to bottom and it's been a pleasure having such a charismatic, unique leader in charge of our team. Uh, Chris Moore, the gesture he would make to us fans at the end of a big result, the championship season where it began gathering pace and you actually believed with this man in charge we were actually going to do it. Immense man he is. Got something in my eyes again. There's a couple of tear emojis uh, on there as well. Uh, let's have a look. Anything else? Louise Wollard, moments like this. The pitch invasion versus Leeds, 16-17. It was a spontaneous celebration. She's put a beautiful picture of everybody jumping on each other and Wagner at the top with his arm up. Uh, it was a spontaneous celebration. One he which make him even more special. He meant no disrespect to the opponents. It was just a joyous moment of connection with the players and the fans. Uh, angry better him going straight to the Reading players after the penalty shootout, the whole promotion season, the celebrations when we stayed up, and the Christmas video with his family. Uh, Anthony Gummersell, the start of his tenure, ran Wednesday ragged at Hillsborough for an hour until they ran out of steam, then got a standing ovation at home to Borough despite losing 2-0. Knew we were on something never in my wildest dream did I expect what he delivered achieved there David Wagner's blue and white army is put there uh, Jody Calvert not sure I'm too late for this you're not Jody but for me it's his dignity and class in all seriousness I don't think there's ever been a football manager who carries himself so professionally a rare breed Clive Wilkinson with his final tweet I've never witnessed a reaction like this regarding a manager leaving a club what David Wagner's done for our club is outstanding he's a true legend to many good memories to mention for me and my lad I hope we can keep that terrier spirit God, it makes me feel up reading some of that. It's uh, incredible uh, memories. Everyone's got their own. Obviously, the Leeds game kind of got mentioned a lot there. But, I mean, I remember asking him a question last year when he was... Uh, I can't remember which working men's club it was now. But I said, David, what would have been your best memory at time at Uddersfield Town? And he just shouted back at me. He says, well, I've beaten Leeds three times and unbeaten against them and that as well. And the, the massive cheer from everyone and that as well. He knew what the club was about he knew what mattered to us 
he got to the supporters meetings he you know, and everything yeah right so we're going to go on to a topic none of us really want to talk about and that is who should replace the best manager in our history Herbert Chapman might argue but if he could um, it's a massive pair of shoes to fill it, it's almost an impossible task for somebody in, in many ways maybe not on the field but off the field it's it's going to be very very difficult and there's a lot of people uh, wanting certain other managers have any of you guys thought about who you would maybe like to be the next one I suppose maybe the better way of putting it would you want something similar as in a style or well, we've and built set up, or would you want something totally yeah, I, I, different? We've built that identity, haven't we? And we probably shouldn't move too far from it. On it. So I think you're right there. I think it's a sort of who, what sort of style. And I'd say, like again, a foreign, a foreign manager that I've not heard of would not would would be my choice. Not because I've not heard of him, but just some not just someone who don't know not, how bad he is. Not your Moyes, not your Moyes, your Allardyce. And part of that is because I'm not thinking about staying up now. So I'm not looking at somebody who can come in and do. Can it I just say? Hearing Sam Allardyce rule himself out of this job today was the single funniest thing I've heard all year. What an absolute plonker he is. He's, he's got himself on TV there and on radio to keep himself radio. relevant. What's your legend? Because he's got, he, he knows full legend? well. What's your legend? Daihatsu, you remember that shirt, yeah. Neil? Come but on. He knows full well he's got absolutely zero chance of getting offered this job. So I, I don't think he's got any interest in the job. I don't think that's what I'm saying, though. Him. So he's ruled just, himself out of it. I think to, he was so, asked, to be fair, wasn't he? On whatever it was, I don't care. But the thing is, the, the best comment from him was, even if I perform magic there, they don't have the strikers to yeah. keep us up. Magic, If I go in and perform my magic, as if he's David Copperfield. Sam, you absolute weapon. It's a really difficult one because it's... Not the Allardyce, it's not out... Middle of January, though. If this what yeah. I, I messaged you, Matt, the tits. other night, because I, I was trying to think of when Sean Dyche, you know, kind of our friend, took Burnley down, but then came back up. But And I kind of thought they were cut adrift miles, but the stats kind of no, you said to me close. they weren't, which kind of gave him a bit of a spring. But we've got 16 games to go, and part of me thinks, get Mark Hudson in, like the Mark the List job, protect kind of the a new manager coming in and getting pelters. But then this goes against everything that Dean has said with his, I won't let us to sleep, watch relegation. And then this Sky comment that's come out, whether it rubbish or not, that something's going to be announced on Sunday. It's, I don't know, it just feels so odd. And we haven't got a striker in yet, which has frustrated me. It's, are we giving up on the season? Are we not? I have a, th- I have a theory. I just don't know. I have, I have a bit no. of a theory and it's probably wrong and I'm happy for it to be wrong because we're all thinking things in our head, aren't we? And I just, I just feel like maybe... David Wagner let on earlier that he was going to go at the end of the season than the weekend just gone. Maybe he's let on a couple of weeks ago and that's why we've seen a lack of activity in the transfer market because what's the point in David Wagner signing players for somebody else in the summer? Why waste that money? Or why, not waste, but spend that money that somebody might not want? So there's obviously been a cut-off applied because we've gone from looking at Neil Morpai and been linked with this, that and that to all of a sudden it just completely stopping so I think something's gone on and I think when he said that to Dean Hoyle I, I 
look at Dean Oil as a very proactive and intelligent guy who will then have immediately said to Olaf Rebbit, right, we need to set the wheels in motion for a replacement. And I think they've had somebody maybe in mind for a couple of weeks. Um, what's amazing is that it's not got out anywhere in the press, which makes me think maybe there's no agent involved because agents talk, don't they? And if there's no agent involved, then it's probably going to be someone who's known to someone like Olaf Rebbe, Julian Winter, Dean Hoyle. So Lee Clark's free. And that didn't get the desired response, I thought. <laughs> I was hoping to get through this one without mentioning Lee Clark. But, <laughs> but I always mention Lee Clark. Yeah. But So I think there's something maybe whereby we've had an idea and maybe we've had sounded somebody out for the end of the season and we've just brought that forward, which makes me think this person's going to be unemployed. He's probably going to be known to staff. I can't pinpoint exactly who it's going to be. You look at who Olaf Reb is appointed and there's Martin Schmidt pops out from Wolfsburg and a few others. And there's Raphael Wicke, I think, whose paths maybe have crossed with him at Werder Bremen. But the one thing that people want to keep keep wanting is Slavisa Jukanovic, but I'm not sure, Neil, whether... He would or wouldn't take it. He's turned down two jobs in the last week. Did he know two weeks ago that this one might be coming up? Maybe so, but I mean, let's be honest. He's turned Forrest down, and they're just they're a basket case for the club. And I've been for quite a while now, aren't they? Um, I don't know who else he's turned down. To be honest, Stoke. Stoke. Mm-hmm. They're they're a bit of a funny one at the moment, aren't they? They've they've gone from being stable to anything but the three managers in. What, seven or eight months or something now if we swap in again? Um, Jukanovic is one that... Uh, I've got to be honest, I don't even really want to talk about who's going to replace him. I haven't actually settled on the fact that he's gone yet. No, both. I, I just, it just all seems a bit wrong. I think what we can easily do, though, is we can look at... Just who's got in to the trust and we can... Dean Oil and the board to do what they do. I don't think That's it'd be as simple as that. anyone. I don't think it'd be anyone who's been mentioned so far. But just as a cut field, doesn't seem to be any. The guy, the guy I mentioned from Dortmund too, that Jan, I think I don't know if it's Svivert, whatever he's called. Um, that just seems a little bit too simple. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like this is what we did in 2015, so, so they're going to do it again. It yeah. it, there was just something that they didn't quite. Yeah, that it don't, fit. I don't really, does it? David Moyes is first. That just doesn't make any sense. And any I, I know an ideal man for a job. I've got to be honest. And he's just left. So that's me. You for the job, Wagner. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm just gutted. He's gone. I'm absolutely gutted. He's gone. We all are, mate. Um, and I think, for me, we even contemplate who's going to be replacing him. I mean, somebody were asking that last night on Twitter. Somebody's got to do the job. Within, Somebody's got. Somebody to were asking it within ten minutes. Yeah, I don't think. No. You've got to establish what the job is, though, now as well, because if we're talking about people like Allardyce, which we're not... They don't want that relegation is, on their CV, do they? Is the job championship getting us promoted, or is the job saving us, or is the job both? The mm. job's got to be... The, whoever comes in, it's, it's they've got to be realistic, haven't they? I mean, let's be fair. We're nigh on. We've, we've one foot through the door, haven't we? About we've, put us, we've put us caught on. Andrew we've zipped used, it up, and we're halfway through. Andrew, you used to think that's just... The same with the other two bigger thinkers. I just think he, I just think he's a good, a really, really good coach. Yeah, I don't I think, think he'd want to. Mark Hudson's yeah. a, a leader of men, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's a really good leader of men. I think he was obviously the long term plan. Yeah. 
whether it'd be too soon. He's obviously not. He can't do it for more than twelve weeks because he's not got the UEFA Pro license, has he? Yeah. So he's not able to do it for more than twelve weeks. But they did make an exception. Uh, do the Premier for Gareth Southgate for Middlesbrough quite a few years ago. I don't know if they've tightened things up since then. Um, Mark Hudson would have been interesting had we been back in the Championship and a little further on down the line, but I'm not sure whether it's a little bit soon because you can kind of ruin a guy by giving him the opportunity too early. The the, the one thing about Wagner going now, as as hard as it is, is um, that obviously it's come out that he'd said he'd stay till end of the season. It sounds like that had been agreed between him and Dean. And then obviously events have changed over the last few days, and I think that I think that and I Cardiff think, game, and he's yeah, just I, gone. I think Cardiff game sent us all, didn't it? I think he's but just think gone. Do you know what? Forget this league. The fact that he's going now for me, as much as I don't want him to go, I think the fact he's going now is better than him sort of pottering through till the end yeah, of the season, and, and it gives Tam chance now to really sort of set the stall out and get that they've got time now. To plan for next year. To plan and get in front of the three or four. If you get somebody in, if it's true what Sky have said about they're going to announce, announce somebody on Sunday, I'm not sure whether it is yeah, or not. not that, it? But, but if, they, if they do yeah. and they announce somebody on Sunday, for me, if they're sure that that's the right man and they want him to announce him on Sunday and it's done, brilliant. Because that is then got, he knows the situation that we're in, that it's unlikely we're going to stop up. And he's then got a good three months of playing time this season to assess what's already here, the ones we're realistically going to keep, the ones that, let's be fair, we know three or four absolute certainties that won't be here next season. That's that's as gutting as the manager yeah, league. absolutely. Well, I think um, I'm not quite, but Difficult almost. for me, it's like, I don't know which way you go because I just wished it was April. I think we all do, maybe with the season, but Darren Moore's a good example last season where I think we were thrown in as a bit of a, a stopgap. And he nearly pulled off an incredible escape. The West Brom guys were doing stuff they've never done before. Under you know, yeah. kind of I'm really manager. pleased he's doing well. A young, yeah. a young yeah. English but manager doing well. There's it's the brilliant. danger though, isn't there, that we get say someone new in. So, so I suppose my question to you lot is: so there's 16 games to go. What happens if we lose 14 of them, win one, and draw one? Would that we'll go be down an issue with 15 for you? Points. Would that? <laughs> <laughs> We've been on too long. It's better Nathan than David. Jones. Yeah, he's gone to Stoke. But yeah, uh, I think we've looked that, at Would him that in bother the past. you? Because yeah. I don't. If it were April or May, two or three games to go, and we lost every game out heavily. But I, it's such a danger. Part of you thinks yeah. safety first, Hudson, get the, to the ship through to the end of the season. I, I but think, it goes against everything Dean has said I, on his statement. I think now it's a tough one, isn't it, mate? That we, so with, with somebody else coming in, be it Hudson, be it somebody else, that there's a way to go down now. Swinging. Yeah, season and cards I think, have gone on sale, Neil. People want to, you know, and yeah. I think that, and, well, yeah, that's sure. why this appointment's got to be right. And all these, I mean, flicking through Twitter as we're here now, and there's people saying, you know, David Moyes and whatever else goes against everything. Yeah. I know he's managed at Man U and Everton and whatever else, but it's not he's for managed us at now. Preston, yeah, it's not. It's not for us now, though. Is no. that it goes against everything that they've set the stall out for the last three and a half years. We are a certain type of club now, with a certain type of you how could, we go about could, things. You could kind of look at it this way. And Moyes ain't that. I'm, all, I'm only trying to play devil's advocate a bit to try and look at the other side. I agree fully with what you've said. But you look at one club as an example who have never a Premier League club, never in their history a proper Premier League club, what you would class as, and that's Crystal Palace. They got promoted with Holloway, playing great football. Holloway did some great stuff with Crystal Palace. And then they 
got rid of him. And what Crystal Palace did was have a series and a succession of safe managers until they went crazy with De Boer to try and establish themselves and build from there. And I don't think we can do that based where we are in the table or attract someone, but there is maybe an argument to get in someone like, I know you'll swear, but some someone established like that who might be able to keep you up and then he keeps you up again and you build the club and there is there is an argument for that. I don't agree with it, but there's an argument to say maybe we could what, do what that. What we can't do for me is go and get somebody who sees it as a chance to come in and try and keep us up, but is already thinking that if I don't, I'm off. The thing is, if that we do sets that, us back for next if year. If we do that, that's a waste of time now. Mm. That would totally waste the rest of this season. So you've got to get somebody who's fully committed to coming in with the the likelihood that we're going to play in a division lower next year. And you've got to get somebody who's coming in with an eye on that, thinking, we're building, I'm having a look now, we're building, we're looking forward to next season. Don't get me wrong, if they went on a daft run like West Brom did and we got out of it somehow, which, be realistic, it's not going to happen. But if we did... This, people are going to want to know the budget, though, Neil, aren't they, next season? Absolutely, and that's, that, you know, that's... I think a lot of town fans, I think we're going to throw up massive money out because we've got these parachutes. We're what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I would say that our budget next year, I saw something whereby... Do you know when they they do the price of football and our budget ended up being twenty one point nine because of the promotion bonuses and they still said that was around fourteenth fifteenth in the league. I think I don't know these for fact. This is this is not inside info, but I think our wage bill is around fifty million or so, between fifty to fifty five million or so at the minute a year. Every player has a fifty percent reduction, so you can half that to around twenty five million. And we'll lose Moy, we'll lose Congolo, we'll lose a couple of top earners. And I think it will stabilise at around 21, 22. I would imagine. I'm not Dean Hoyle, I don't know. But I just imagine that that's what we'll do because it's a sensible area while we've got parachute payments. And then it will drop the second season and drop in the third season. Dean Hoyle has always said, rightly so, that he would never ever put this club at risk ever again from where we used to be. I remember shaking buckets outside... Huddersfield Town Hall and outside Queens Queensgate Market, what have you, begging people to give us money so we can survive as a football club. I think when With we the caught, money we've got now, we're never ever going to risk that again. He's setting in an infrastructure that'll last us a long, long time. And, you know, the training ground, 20 million quid, brilliant investment for me, that yeah. top class investment. And that's what it's all got to be sensible. And it's we've already proved that it can be done. Without breaking bank ridiculously, so Gutfield, do you think we'll have someone in this time next week when we record? I think we'll know what direction I th- I we're going. We'll have in. Half did that an guy say a point permanent, or did it just say a point a manager? Because it could be it's just said a point after Saturday, after yeah, game yeah, on yeah, Sunday. So well, I think. Well, the thing is, we can't keep Hudson for longer than three months. So no. you would imagine there's going <laughs> to be unless they got special dispensation from league, which yeah, I with with, with sixteen games left, I can't, that's not unreasonable to think that that could happen is it I, I had a look around to see who was available and there were only two names really popped out at me and I think both are probably massively unlikely and that was a, a guy called Peter Stoger who'd done a similar job at Cologne and then managed Dortmund and been sacked an Austrian guy he's unemployed free uh, and the other one was Philip Cuckoo who'd been at I think it was PSV and had a, mentioned him yeah and a tough time in Turkey and he's come back and but 
I don't see them wanting to come to Huddersfield and eventually put the manager in the championship. I see why people are talking about Jukanovic because... I don't see him. Neither, I don't. I'd, I'd like I, him. I'm, I'm not saying he's happening. I'm just saying yeah, I can I know, see man. why people yeah. are talking about him because he's he did brilliant at Watford and he did brilliant at Fulham. And he's he knows that he's, league like back of his hand. He's got promotions out of it. I think his stock's high enough to probably get some a little bit. Is it? With more cash. Mm. Is it? I, I think he'd get. London, I think he'd get like. Fulham, a, I, I know. What, I know what Cos is saying. I think what he's saying is I think he'd get a, a championship job like Villa or something where he's got forty million, you know, to to throw around or whatever. So is, they, these jobs aren't plentiful. No. Just and, shows and, and we we can't play it down too much. Yeah. We're coming out at Premier yeah. League if we if we go down. Well look at Forest. We're gonna have a lot we're gonna have a deep we are gonna be a well funded club. Forest are gone might going Martin O'Neill. I mean like no one seems to have a clue. He just like stick a pin. I hope I just hope there's a plan to what it is rather than just someone to Get a few season well, cards. As, as long as Dean Oil's around running this football club, there'll always be a plan. That is a fact. And I think anybody who questions that is wrong. Because he's proven over a long time that he's got the club's best interest, his interests at heart and he's done it all the right way. And that in, I don't see any reason why that's going to stop now in the foreseeable. I think one thing to remember is I don't think he ever transferred the shares of the stadium and canal side over to the club so if for ever any reason he's not running it he still gets to look after our interests that yeah. way unless he decides to sell it on but well let's hope he always has a finger in the pie exactly wow the end so let's get your loot out Mr Cosmala I thought you said loot and town <laughs> next season but and yeah. sing us a a tale of woe and now the end is near and so i face the final curtain my friend i'll say it clear i'll state my case of which i'm certain he lived a life that's full he traveled each and every highway he beat leads three times he kept us up he did it his way. I'm not singing the next bit. Thank you, David. Legend.
very humble and I think we should not make one mistake and I know our supporters are so smart that they will not do this mistake that we not take the extraordinary as ordinary the unusual as usual what we have done so far in this season and in the last season is extraordinary this is nothing we can only take for guaranteed this is something where we have to say listen boys well done, this is extraordinary. If we start to make the mistake to take the extraordinary as ordinary and we expect it, we, we, we get over expectations, this can cause us a big, big problem.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 